Section four of Dear Mabel This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Dear Mabel by Edward Streeter. Section four Mon Croquet That's not the kind with the evening dress toothpick in the top, Mabel. A croquet is a French society woman. Study these letters of mine and see how I use the words. You ought to be able to pick up enough friends to understand me talking it when I come home. Well, Mabel, New Year's are behind us again. Once more I made a lot of revolutions. It's no use saying there wasn't nothing for me to change. You're prejudiced. I can see faults where others can't. Underneath a pleasant exterior I am made of sterner stuff, as the poets say. I have gave up frivolity with the exception of going into town once in a while to take a bath. I'm strong for this sanity stuff under any conditions. I'm making a study of war. I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm working on a plan to end the war. I got thinking, as I will, and it struck me that no one had gone into this at all. They're all figuring how to go on with it, but none of them how to quit it. Don't say nothing till I get it worked out. I guess you always knew you'd hear from me when I got going, eh, Mabel? I also resolve not to put off till tomorrow what I can do today old motto. For instance, if I can get out of a fatigue today, what's the use of waiting till tomorrow? The same with sleeping and resting. I cut out cigarettes, too. I was getting to be a fiend. Got so I had to light one whenever I got thinking. I was using up most a package a day. Nervous and high strung. That's me all over, Mabel. I smoke cigars and a pipe instead. A fellow with an active mind has got to have something. You remember what the fellow what trained the high school show said when he saw me act? Temperature. That's me. Of course, it's harder to borrow pipe tobacco and cigars, but I'm trying to show the fellows how bad cigarettes is. Pretty soon I'll be all okay again. I got that watch your father sent me for a New Year's present. Tell him thanks very much and not to feel bad because he forgot to send me a Christmas present because this wipes out the debt entirely. He said it was a military watch and the latest thing out. I guess they call it a military watch because it works two hours and stops four. It's the latest thing around here. If I answered call by that watch, I'd be falling in for a retreat around taps. It's so slow it can't stop quick. I got the blacksmith over at the headquarters company working on it now. He's an awful good man. He was a plumber in civilian life. That's why they made him a blacksmith when he joined the army. He says he's going to fix it so as I'll never be bothered with it again. I got asked to a dinner New Year's night. I sat next to a colonel's wife. It was kind of embarrassing at first. I put her easy, though. I says, who's that funny-looking old bird sitting across the room with a head like an egg? He's very chick, isn't he? That's a French joke, Mabel. She says, that's my husband. As soon as I'd stopped laughing, I started right in and told her the history of every man in the company, beginning with the A's. You know me when I get started. I didn't give her no chance to get embarrassed. When she started to say something, I just kept right on talking to show her that being a colonel's wife, she wasn't expected to make no effort. I made good, Mabel. I guess you know I would. After dinner, I heard her ask somebody who invited me, and she said something like, He'd ought to be known better. Never miss a chance. That's me all over. It may mean promotion or anything. It may be that she'll have me sent to Fort Silly to learn something. You can't tell. I can't think of anything more that you would understand. Don't show these letters to no one. There is too many spies around. I suppose you are awful lonesome without me. 
I don't get much time to be lonesome what with drillin' and goin' out somewhere. As soon as things get shook down a bit, I hope to get more time to miss you. How's your father's liver? Au revoir, Bill. Mon ami. Sounds like a scourin' powder, doesn't it, Mabel? As a matter of fact, it's the way a French lady talks to a fellow she's awful fond of. I'm not an officer anymore. I was just going to resign anyways. The captain's been watching me rise, and he didn't like it. He knew I knew more than him as well as me. Always asking me questions. I'd always tell him because I knew he had a wife and children in Jersey City, and so I was sorry for him. Soft. That's me all over. But the other day when I was on guard, he said, Corporal, what's the general orders? And I says, Captain, if you don't know them now, you never will, and I wouldn't be doing no service to my country if I told you. Cold but civil, Mabel. You know how I can be. The captain just felt cheap and walked away. I kind of felt sorry for him. I almost told him so once or twice. Then I went on guard again. I go on guard a lot. The men like me to be corporal of the guard because when the relief goes out I take all of their blankets and go right to sleeping instead of standing outside and watching them freeze. Men hate to be watched while they are freezing. But I happened to be outside for some reason going to dinner, I guess, and I saw the colonel coming. I says, turn out the guard. No one really turns them out, Mabel. They come out themselves. The colonel sees who it is and waves and says, never mind the guard, corporal. So I thanks him and he goes back to the company and goes to bed. As soon as the captain sees that the colonel is saving me up for over there, he gets sore. His plan has been to kill me before we left here. He said he was going to reduce me. That's not the same way your father reduces when he cuts out beer with his meals and sits in a Turkish all day. I never said you will or you won't. Just waited till he got outside and thumbed my nose at him. High-spirited. That's me all over. An English officer came over the other day and told us all about the war. He didn't quite finish it because he only had three quarters of an hour. They was quite a few things I didn't know even at that. He said that the heavy artillery was commanded by the CCODA, and the light artillery by the COA. And there's a special NCO who has nothing to do but look after the SAA. Just imagine, Mabel. I wish I'd studied chemistry more when I was in school. It would make things a lot easier for me now. Then he said that a man always got into his O.O. to observe the action of the 75s. These English are always great for dress and that formal stuff. I'm glad they're telling us this before we go over. It would have been awful embarrassing to have tried to observe the action of the 75s in my BVDs. I asked him if they had any trouble with the BPOEs. When he left, he said, Cheerio. Without winking a hair, I says, Bevo. Same old Bill, eh, Mabel? They said the other day that my name was on a list to go in school and learn all about Lysen. I said there wasn't much use in their doing that, because I was pretty well up on that stuff. At home, I says, I had a reputation for a devil with a woman. Nobody knows better than you, eh, Mabel? I guess that's a little over your head, though, Mabel. I try to be as simple as I can. If I'm not, just tell me. I'm writing this letter with my shoes off. I hope you'll excuse my being so informal, but I'm having the old trouble with my feet. They'd never been right since that winter I taught you to dance. I went to the doctor with them, and he said to keep off in them as much as I could. So they put me to work scrubbing the mess shack on my hands and knees. 
I bet if a fella had both legs shot off, they'd prop you up against the wall and put you peelin' onions. I got to quit now. They got a thing they call retreat they have every night. I always like to be there just to show the captain I'm behind him regardless. I'm sending you my picture in a uniform pointing to an American flag. It's kind of symbolical, the man said, if you know what that is. I thought you'd like to put it on the mantle in a conspicuous place so as to have something to be proud of when your girlfriend comes in to talk. I'd ask you for your picture, only I haven't got much room for that kind of thing down here. Yours exclusively, Bill. Dear Mabel, Everyone round here is going to school now so they can be specialists. Not the kind your mother goes to, Mabel. A specialist only does one thing. I've been doing everything round here ever since I came. I was getting sick of it. I went to the top sergeant and says I guess I'd like to be a specialist too. He said all right he'd make me a food specialist. Said I'd have to go into it pretty deep. I've been into it up to my elbows in the kitchen ever since. Never trust sergeants. Least of all top sergeants. If it keeps on like this there won't be nobody to do the actual fighting but me, Mabel. It's too much responsibility for one man. Suppose I was to get sick or something. And then a bunch of fellows went away to learn to be officers. That kind of struck my fancy at being about the only thing I had it done round here. I went to the captain and told him I thought I'd like to go. He said I could go, and then he added something. He said a company was built up something like a man. There was the brain, which was the officer's, and then some was the muscle, and some was the bone. He said I seemed to be pretty well fitted for my part by nature, so's he wouldn't change me. I've always been strong ever since I was a kid, Mabel. I've wrote a poem. I sent it to the division paper. They wouldn't print it because they said it was so real that it might depress the men. I guessed it was right because I read it to the fellows in the tent and it seemed to depress them awful. I'm writing it to you. It's about the war. You'll probably notice that yourself if you read it careful. Here it is. Hear the thunder of the guns smashing down the German Huns, and the sticky pools of gory blood soaking up the oozy sod, the rushing, roaring, shrieking boom of bullets crashing through the gloom. Listen to those great bumps bust on the quivering Hunnish crust. Listen to the shrieking, moaning, swearing, yelling, grunting, groaning that comes to us across the trenches all mixed up with gruesome stenches. Biff and from their hellish lair the shrieks of Germans rent the air. Bloody limbs lie on the ground, bits of Hun go flying round. Bang! And through the cannon's roar is plainly heard the splashing gore. But this cannot go on for long, cause Uncle Sam is coming strong, and when we charge the German line, we'll chuck the damn thing in the Rhine. And blood and slaughter, rape and gore, and Belle la French will reign no more. Ain't that terrible, Mabel? I read it to one fellow, and he said it made him absolutely sick. He said he didn't see how I could write it without getting sick myself. Just between me and you, Mabel, I did come pretty near being once or twice when I was writing it. Most of that's all confidential, but I don't care if you read it to some of your friends just to give them a good idea of what war is. Some of the things ain't very nice, of course. If you're writing big stuff, though, you got to put in everything that comes into your head, or else you lose the punch. I think the end's the best. A lot of fellows have said that. We ought to have more of that. It gets the slackers. The Rhine is a German river where they make wine near Berlin, Mabel. You keep mentioning a fellow named Broggins in your letters. Now I ain't got a spark of jealousy in my nature. Big. That's me all over, Mabel. But I warn you frankly, 
If I ever catch one of these ailin' enemies winding up your Victrola, I'll kick em out of the house. That's only fair. It isn't that I care a snap. There's plenty of girls waiting for me. It's just the principle of the thing. Don't think for a minute that I care. I just mention it because I couldn't think of nothing else to say. Yours till you hear otherwise. Bill End of section 4